so tired. My mind is on the brink. You cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. And drink beer. And drink delicious beer. We have the most delicious stout, st- milkshake stout As we right mentioned on a previous episode, we... Oh, we didn't mention it. We didn't. We saved it. This one is courtesy of Kaylee, which is amazing. And it's called White Stouts Can't Jump. And it is dedicated to our white guys. To we have way too much time with this episode. Leland Adama. Oh my God. His name is Leland. That's hilarious. How is that the Quash. first time that's come up in And the also show? probably Romo Lampkin is another white guy that can't jump. Oh, I do not like Romo. I was not excited about him being back. Me either. Like, he was fine. I tolerated him before, but now... He had a purpose, at least, the last time. Like, they did... They were... The story they were telling, it made sense for them to do a trial. To do a trial, you need a lawyer. Mm. He did not need to be in this episode. No, he didn't need to come back. And also, you know who doesn't need to be president? (laughs) Leland Adama. He's just... Like... And we start this episode so well. We start with... Anyway, we... It's a high point. We, we started, started at a high and we ended at a low. We end... Oh, no, we ended at a high. But in the middle, there's a lot of lows. Yeah. We ended a gorgeous note. Oh, true. Um, do you want to tell us about this episode? Oh, what's yeah. the other beer that we have for this episode? What is it? It's over it's there. It's the cat one. It's over here. Oh, yeah. I drank it already. <laughs> we That's drank fine. the beers out of order, but they were purchased with the best of intentions. Uh, this one is called, I learned it from watching you. And it's a picture of a little cat. Kitty, kitty cat. And yeah. I think this is a nod to, um, the cat, the cat, the cat who probably, uh, croaked from doing whatever Roma Lampkin was doing. Mm. I learned it from watching you mm-hmm. and it killed me. Yeah. Yeah. Cat. This cat looks like a little idiot. Manners. Look at this cat. It's really, it's a really it's derpy a really looking cat. I kind of wish we, I mean, it's just such a teenage thing to do, but it would have actually been kind of nice to keep the cans from all the episodes that we've done. Cause Aww. there are some beautiful. Actually. Art. Yeah. People put a lot of work into these the art. artisanal beers have, these days. We appreciate you. Uh, but this one was a, was, <laughs> it, it is was. no more. You know, you so, have to drink beers in a certain order. Otherwise, a the flavors all wrong. farmhouse ale with jasmine, elderflower, and chamomile. It tasted I actually like a nice, taste a nice cup of tea, Aww, but it was a beer. I wish I had. I mm. don't, I feel like it wouldn't have been your bag. Probably. Yeah. But it's a really cute little can. It's all paisley and cats. It's lovely. Yeah. Shout out to. Oh ones. yeah, where? Oh, uh, also, from? this is central. This is Second Shift Brewing, which is Indianapolis, Indiana. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even say them. where this white boy stout is from. I think this that's a Boston. White stouts can't. Oh, it's of course it is. <laughs> of course, it's from Boston. Uh, brewed and canned by, sorry, the light is not really good, Dorchester Brewing Co. Yeah. Boston. Yes, Massachusetts. Dorchester. I have now learned how to say. (laughs) Uh, Abomination Brewing Co. Uh, So, yeah, 
go figure that the white boy stout is from <laughs> Boston. <laughs> Who would have expected that? Uh, so we are drinking these here beers in honor of season four, episode eight, Sine Qua Nun. Yes. Which is Latin, obviously, which means essentially without which not or without which it could not be. Like maybe a dumb and not being able to live without one. <gasps> it's beautiful. Can't. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like You're right. Episode, it goes out on a really high. This moment. episode is not great. Spoiler, but <laughs> end of it is so beautiful. And it's funny because, like, obviously, I've seen this expression written a lot in like Battlestar Galactica world. And so when I saw the name of the episode, I was excited. I was like, "Oh my god, this must be a really great episode because this expression is often <laughs> stated." And then I was watching, and I'm like, "This is." A garbage fire and so m- there are too many and actually two Ronald D. Moore and the writer Michael whoever Michael Taylor yeah who wrote Unfinished Business and Razor oh nice so some of our a very faves so they were talking about this and they acknowledged that they did too many stories mm. and then Ronald D. Moore was like the Invisible Cat I- it was my stupid idea I think he he actually said it was my bad idea it and is then, bad it's really bad and then. Uh, Michael was like, no, I think it was mine. And Ronald Dean was like, yeah, but I freaking, I fought for it. And it was terrible. <laughs> so like, I do I at love least appreciate that. that they know that this isn't good. They know they did too many storylines and they know that the invisible cat was dumb. But so. like, how is it so many storylines? But I feel like, like 40 of the, like 42 minutes of this episode is Liadama and Rommel Lampkin and you know talking what? about... I was watching the deleted scenes Nonsense. and it's more scenes of them. And I'm like, how are there more? Like more than one of the deleted scenes is them. And I'm like, I thought they put every single bit of footage of these two in this episode. It's so much. So yeah, Michael Taylor wrote some of our faves. They, they gave him a dud this time and uh, directed by Rod Hardy. When are some ladies coming back? I, it's very stark to me at the moment because... Ronald D. Moore's doing his podcast with the writer for like for this one and last one. And what's quite funny about that is they're both called Michael. And I'm like, you've had two guys called Michael. <laughs> two in the last two episodes. And I haven't heard you do a commentation with a woman. That's not his wife. I genuinely like, have we had a female director on this show? Director? I think we have. Some... Have we like once or twice? But none of the regular directors because there's... There's a rotating group of dudes yeah. who Ronald write D. and Moore, direct. And be a better feminist icon. Jane Espenson is definitely one of the writers yep. that pops up a few times, but overwhelmingly the show is created by dudes, men, and I'm assuming like cisgender straight white men. Yes. Yep. For the most part. Mm-hmm. So it, and it was just striking to me. Like I haven't really been thinking about it because this show is like reasonably strong on women for the most part with some Exceptions. For the most part, I still would really like more scene, more Bechdel approved scenes yeah. where it's like two women talking to each other about something other than men. Yeah, I feel like they're not too bad. They really, it. I'm telling you, maybe we should if start you're doing looking a Bechdel out for it, count. Yeah, let's start doing Honestly, that. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. But I'm, if you're looking out for it, I think season four is actually better than some of the other seasons because now there's more like Cylon human interaction happening. Mm. But there's for the most the part the women yeah. interact with men almost interesting. always interesting okay so from now on i want to do that count i'm going to see how we go with that 
Uh, but um, I also think I want to start doing a death count. Okay. Like, I just want to keep track of the characters that are dying. There are a lot of characters dying. There have been. Mm. Uh, including the poor cat. Yeah. Including the cat. Um, yeah. Rip. <laughs> but we do start actually with D because I, oh, I, oh, she's in the first scene because I start with a note about D. Oh, nice. What is Being your like, note about D? Because I, I don't even have her in my notes. It's been a minute. <laughs> mm. It's like my first notes are like, oh, hey, D. Like I was just excited to see her. And then my second note is about Zara because I'm sure I you missed, could appreciate. She's such a badass. Why she's is she so not great. doing anything? Know, really we had like fun. 75 episodes about fucking Tyrol. Mm, it's true. <sighs> All right. I'll get over it so mm-hmm. we can complain about some other white guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Our, our, we basically open with Natalie being rushed to Cottle, Natalie. who's trying to save her. This is, this is like they really, I really liked this scene. I really liked that they showed like the lift and like the care that they were taking with her. I don't yeah. know if we've seen like outside of like obviously childbirth with Boomer, but I don't know if we've seen them take such like, like Coddle, I think, and it must be like this being a doctor, like maybe back in the day when we dehumanized enemies and stuff where like at the end of the day, like he's operating on a person and he's watching her die. And I feel like it probably influences his humanity towards Cylons. I like think so, and the, like a big part of Coddle's plot line on New Caprica was he was always willing to operate on the silence, even when they were just gonna download again mm-hmm. anyway. Like the, right now, Natalie doesn't have an option; mm. she, they're not close enough to a ship. Yeah, but, but I um, like the details of the, them taking her down the hole, lifting her onto the bed. Yeah. I thought it was just like it's so small, but it really like puts you in that moment of like this is a mortal life. Like yeah. You know, it's I think that was really important for this story. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is this moment where I think Coddle realizes like she can't be saved, and he just stops and he reaches out his hand Mm -hmm. and holds her hand, and she's doing her silent projection thing, so Mm -hmm. she feels like she's in a forest, Mm -hmm. so she like sort of I guess so like gets to die in this really pretty setting. I just really hope there is a resurrection ship nearby, and we don't know about it because I love Natalie and I want her back. Why don't you go download Natalie? Okay, that's in the musical. <laughs> Hashtag that's in the musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meanwhile, the boy, the quorum of 12, is in, they're just in an absolute tizzy. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we know? Adama won't talk to them. Adama is being a bit difficult. He is being unnecessarily difficult, like to the point where I'm like, Adama, you... I feel like you know a little bit better than to just completely dismiss the government, but Mm -hmm. whatever. He's not in his right mind. He is not because his lady love is lost. Yes. Because the Cylon ship jumped away and she was on it. Uh, So that's what the 12 are trying to figure out. They're like getting this information secondhand and they're like, the Cylon ship jumped away. The president was on it. Somebody you shot natalie and maybe that's why they jumped away and then uh uh zarek's like hey uh just just everybody knows um i'm president now president zarek president zarek for like one A minute one second but you know what okay so let's talk about let's the, let's just talk about this one thing quickly so the whole premise of apollo finding a candidate is <laughs> that adama will not recognize the president adama quits 
and they still have to elect another president? I don't understand. Adama is gone. Adama was the problem. Surely Colonel Ty will talk to freaking Zarek. No, because it was never about that. It was about making Lee. It was about Ad- making Lee Adama okay, president of I'm the colony. I'm going to tell you something that's going to really disturb you. Oh my! Ronald D. Moore compared Lee Adama to President Obama. I know. Just because it almost because rhymes. Hope. No, because hope. He was like talking about the whole like what he represented, and he was like to bring in a modern day reference. Uh, he's kind of like the Obama. Well, and that's I was like, what happens he's nothing like Obama. when you get a room full of white guys together writing for some more white guys. Yes, it was very disturbing. Um, but no, they really I wanted think Polo Leah to Dama be... is a conniving little shit. He is. He's a I conniving think little power hungry shit. In this episode. They do. Which they like. like I like that they, they really nod to it. it. But and it's one of these people who and like I think did we talk about this last episode or did we talk about it just in person where it's like oh my god all these things keep happening to me look I have more power oh my god isn't it I'm just just here just like trying to do the right thing and like people just keep handing me things and yeah yeah anyway uh it's annoying I don't like it but they wanted him to be president like it yeah was no like, it was very obvious it was very yeah. similar to the way he became a lawyer where they were just like, we want him to be this, so we're gonna take ten minutes to set it up. Yep, and then here it is. <sighs> I don't. I had honestly a way more time swallowing that plotline than this one. Good mm. lord, I was not looking forward to this nope. episode because I knew it was coming. Oh, um, also, you might want to know that my comment for when, <laughs> uh, for when Romo shows up on screen is this guy is back why i just did heaps of whys can you tell me the moment in this episode where you were like oh fuck me they're gonna make leodama president oh yeah i had that moment <laughs> um i i actually think i said i could do without all of these scenes with lee and romo and then i said or lee as president and then I think in the scene where he points a gun at him, I just wrote, please just shoot him <laughs> uh, all over a fucking cat. Um, but I would be <sighs> happy if Leodama went that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, it was upsetting. I do not like this episode. No. And oh, I do great. not like Leland as president. But I would actually be keen to hear what our listeners think about it. Yeah, I think we're probably... Of the BSG community, I think you and I are probably the hardest on Leodama, but I think he deserves it. Um, yeah, guys, I He's agree. Obnoxious. He's super obnoxious. Oh my god. I kind of like at it for a minute. Do you know what annoys me the most about it actually? I know we're talking about things out of order and I don't care. <laughs> I feel like the only person that we hear them discuss in like any detail is the judge from the case. Yeah. And Michael Hogan's wife. And this is exactly, oh my God, how fucking amazing would it have been if she was president? Yeah, I would have they, been if that scene just went like, so yes, I that. also liked her. Yes, I think she should be president. Instead yes, of agree. fucking like slimy Lee just being like, oh, but slimy this thing. Lee. But he was like, he made it sound like he had a, like a reasonable objection to her becoming like. But he, oh yeah, I remember that scene because he floats her name. He goes, oh, Miss, like, uh, I forgot her he name. Could, no, she someone. has a title though. Yeah. She, like Captain Frank or something. Yeah. Uh, and Captain Frank? Cannon. It's definitely, it's like Frank or Franks or something is the name. I know because mm-hmm. the way I do the frat count is by 
searching F-R-A in the episode scripts ah. because sometimes they spell frack wrong mm-hmm. and then her name came up. Ah, that's why. Um, But... What? Yeah, what was so I going to say? So he mentioned her name and then he, he shoots her down. He floats her name and then he's like, oh, she said she didn't want to go into politics. <laughs> like, then why did you float her fucking name? But also ask her. <laughs> also, yeah. You also don't want to go into politics. Mm-hmm. And someone's just going to hand you the keys. Anyway, so uh, this whole shit comes about because Adama is like, tell Zarek to go to hell. Like, okay, but like, you know, he's the legit vice president Mm -hmm. of the colonies. You know that that's a decision that Rosalind made. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just dismiss that because you don't feel like talking to him. Yeah, exactly. It's so petty. It's petty and it's also, it just seems out of character. Like Adama is not a person who doesn't understand nuance or who doesn't. But he's like, not in his right mind, Kaylee. It's true. <laughs> we keep going back to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's a hand He's also, uh, in addition to losing his lady love, uh, he's got a bitch out Athena right now mm. for shooting that Cylon. Yeah. It's like, Athena, why? Yeah. I trusted you. And... <sighs> She's like, oh, but I had a vision. It's just like, yeah, everyone has visions these days. <laughs> it's not an excuse. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You jeopardize the lives of everyone in this fleet. And probably your husband's going to die now. And Rosalind's going to die now. And we don't know where they are. But most importantly, you broke a promise to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% the most important, most important part. Yes. Uh, and she's like, you know what? It's I ju- I get it. I'm sorry. I fracked up. I'll accept whatever punishment you want to give me. And he's like, the brig. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you can't have your daughter in jail. Yeah. Except it's not a place for a child. She has a daughter in she jail. She will. Because family. Super weird. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, people are really acting right now. Not thinking that they're going to have any consequences. It's like, well, fucking Anders shot somebody. They kind of haven't had consequences. So he's not in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So we've got more quorum nonsense where everybody's like, hey, Lee, is your dad going to recognize that Zarek is president? And Lee's like, no, he's <laughs> not. We have to pick a new one. <laughs> I decide. I get to decide. No one else. Yep. Me I and my <laughs> wacky lawyer friend who has a dead cat he's carrying around. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, credits 39,674. It's an extra person. Spa- is it? Yeah. Was there a birth? I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So they're trying to figure out... Where the silent ship would be headed, Adama's like, they're going to go to the hub because that was the plan. And now half of their Vipers were on there with half of their pilots. So they're like, we have to get the civilian ships to like smoosh together so we can better defend them, which is kind of a weird plot point now that I think about it because it doesn't really go anywhere. Smooshing? The ship smooshing? Ship smooshing. Mm, Sounds sexy. Uh, Zarek is understandably upset that everyone's like, yeah, but you can't actually be president. <laughs> He's like, I was elected to office, unlike Roslyn or anyone. Yeah, that's not how things work in this uh, space dictatorship. True. Space dictatorship? 
Ooh, I like it. <laughs> but also it makes me think of tater tots. It does. Space tater tots. Um Yeah. So but uh, Lee is like, yeah, no, but probably maybe you could not be president cuz uh my dad just uh, doesn't like you my dad's not gonna accept anyone as president but me so uh and zarek's like all right fine if i'm not president you have someone in mind and lee i think lee genuinely here looks disappointed that zarek's like well i guess it should be you (laughs) which would have saved us a half an hour of boring content yes (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we hear Zarek making an announcement like over the radio to the fleet about what's happening, and he's like not okay with it. And then, yeah, I just have like, oh, fucking Lampkin is back to talk about Lampkin in third person. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Romo Lampkin thinks that yeah. Romo Lampkin would like a sandwich. He is the worst. <sighs> he was fine in the other episodes, he's terrible here. It's just he's a character that didn't need to be brought back to justify this plot line that has no justification nope uh but yeah he's just to make it look like lee adama didn't just decide just he, decide was president. he was president yeah but why does roma lampkin have any say in he any shouldn't. of this he shouldn't <laughs> but yeah he's like well maybe i'll help you but i don't think you can afford my fee it's like again what do you need what fee exactly though? but then he kind of is like he's like i got an apartment i got a room with a view that it's was this his, like, like little tiny window which is all you would get really yeah it's more than most people Callie and tyrell had in their little room oh that's true mm, no stars for them no well they had them with the light on the ceiling exactly yeah they had said they had to make do that mm. way mm. uh there was an interesting note in the Battlestar wiki that i hadn't considered that we just never see any of the people in the demetrius hearing about callie's death because that happened while they were gone oh yeah yeah like mm-hmm. callie died and Terrell's demoted and it's like i guess we don't have to waste time talking about a plot point that happened previously but we waste like, a lot of time with an invisible we, cat we sure do so you could acknowledge callie. that dead cat gets a lot of screen time yeah it really does <laughs> uh so i feel like that's a thing where it's like oh i don't know if we could justify the time and it's like guys i give you invisible dead cat <laughs> and now we can justify everything <laughs> anyway anyway Roman Lampkin's like fine I'll do it for free because I'm bored and my cat is dead mm-hmm. um, but yeah there are a lot but of but that's shots. a big reveal we don't know the cat is we dead we don't and yeah that's this is one of those shocking reveal wow what a twist what I was so invested in the cat so invested how is that how does that bag oh dead cat not just stinking Smell. up the whole exactly. ship for sure he carries it with him everywhere he goes you yeah. can't even be like wow Romo, your room stinks Someone yeah died in here because he it's carries like, the bag with him everywhere maybe it doesn't stink when the bag is closed it's like a mesh so like the cat could breathe uh, it's like one of those pet carriers oh okay no okay. there's no I was that's, trying to, that's a stinky bag i was trying to there's help. no way around it yeah okay uh ty goes to see caprica six as he has been. Do you think that when he's seeing Ellen that he's doing the projection thing? Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Also in the fucking bin with this plot line. <laughs> I, I don't mind the him seeing Ellen thing, but the thing that comes later. The pregnancy. Okay. 
for so many reasons, it's problematic. Yeah. Do you want to wait or do you want to dive in? Let's just do it now. Do it. Let's get it, get it all out. With. Okay. Firstly, I just don't buy that they're fracking. Like, I can kind of understand it from the perspective of he's seeing Ellen. But also, haven't we established that Cylons cannot get each other pregnant? Well, that's been the working theory. So that doesn't make any fracking sense either. But I I feel like with, even though part of that working theory, once we found out who some of the final five were, was that, oh, well, Tyrrell and Boomer never got pregnant, but also maybe they just didn't get pregnant like during that time. But it seems like maybe with the final five, with a final fiver, they can. And, uh... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just feel ones, like maybe? Or maybe it's there were so many other ways from the one true God that they could have. I feel like what they want is a Cylon, Cylon baby. I just don't, I just don't buy this mm. and I just don't like it. And Tyrrell, Ty, Tyrrell, Ty and Tori. So it's a lot of T names. Ty is probably... A little on the old side to be, I guess, maybe not because he's a fucking Cylon. But, like, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And it seems, like, obviously they're setting this up for a reason. But it's just an extra fracking story inside of here. And I just think it's too much. And I don't like it. It is a lot. I I kind of don't blame Cabrera 6 for, like, getting he's some action. the only person who comes to see her. No, I'm not saying, like, it's because he looks like whatever or anything. I just don't. <laughs> think that he would do that and i just don't think that i don't know man. it would be i don't know it just feels like i mean he's seeing ellen i get that but it's just i don't know it just felt like it came out of nowhere and i hate it interesting i, hate I it. for me i feel like him figuring out his cylon self in this way he especially because she and she initiated it the first time because she was beating him up and then she was like no wait that's not what you need you need love. Mm. Uh, and I, it came out of that the first time. Mm. So I buy it more with him not having initiated it. It was like her idea. Mm. And I feel like he he would go along. <laughs> he would go along with that. And also, I think it's about exploring his I mean, wouldn't we all? Cylon self. Ain't nobody turning down Trisha Helfer. That's all nope. I'm saying. Not, no one. Not a soul. I don't think. But the a- Ellen thing, I think, makes it extra weighted i just him. i really it, it's i'm not saying it's my line. favorite pro- plot line yeah i'm just saying it seems character wise it's it seems like something it doesn't seem out of character from my perspective mm-hmm. but it is a plot line that i don't love yeah okay okay anyway moving on <sighs> but yeah so she's like flirting with him and he's yelling at her and that's their dynamic and i hate it um and she's like, oh, like this is all happening because Rosalind's important to you. And Ty's like, no, the old man is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'd get a, f- a flash of Ellen in this scene saying, do you love me? And then it's like chaos and rah-rah because rah, uh, Raptor has returned. So he leaves. Which he seems to kind of blame on her too. He's like, Somehow. what did you do? And yeah. it's like, she's just sitting there in a cell, oh my guy. Just sitting there in her Just perfect chill. black jumpsuit looking mm-hmm. f- very 
fresh in a way that you would not if mm. you had been in that cell for that long. She looks so good. Oh, yes. I bet she still smells good too. Oh, I bet she does. Mm. I bet she smells great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a beat up raptor that jumped in, but like is not making contact. You know who's got to go check it out? The dream team. The dream team. Race dragon skulls. I love them. They maybe, should have their own sitcom. Yeah, they, maybe they had to like rush out of somebody's bunk where they were doing it. Ooh, Who knows? I want to see. That's that show. our new ship. That should have been the um, spinoff show. Race dragon skulls. That's a really hard name to like do a combo name like ra- huh. race skulls. Race skulls. I don't know. It's a hard one. It's hard when one of the Skull names is one track. syllable. Skull track. Yeah. It's not very sexy. No. It sounds like a like one of those cars in that death race movie. <laughs> track and skulls. Um Skull Tracks. Skull Tracks. Okay, send them in. Anyway. Uh send them to us. What do you think? We ship them because they're bored, we're bored, nothing's happening. Yeah. Uh but they go to check out the ship and racetracks like, I'm going for a walk. And honestly, I got very nervous for her because of I all was the, so like, worried yeah. as well. Because Especially what happened to Matthias. I know. And like racetrack, it seems like is in danger every time she goes out. Yeah. And I'd, I got worried. I was worried too. Uh, but we should have been worried for Pike. Pike. Rip. Yep. Sad. Bye. This whole thing doesn't make it much sense to me. Like, that they're finding raptors with, like, either abandoned or with dead people in them. I'm like, how? What? Well, yeah, it's just... This, how did it jump? It's just this one, right? No, but then they go somewhere and then there's, like, vipers that are just, oh, like, Oh, yeah, that's around. a lot. Yeah, there's um, a whole scene there. That, that I don't understand. Yeah. No, I don't understand a lot of it. But they're reasonably confused, too. But it seems like they're plot device confused where they're like, um, yeah, we don't know how this happened either. But now we know where the Cylon ship maybe jump too so mm-hmm. we're gonna go check that out yeah it's weird uh and we just had to sacrifice pike to get there um but yeah he adama they bring the ship on board i guess and adama sees that the his copy of the sea rider falcon is in there he's mm. like this was her ship this is, was the raptor that she was in mm. and they galactica just just like Okay, screw the fleet. We're just going to go check it out. Yeah. And don't tell anyone. Don't tell and anybody. They just bail. Don't give anyone a heads up. Just we're jumping to Sector Delta 9, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know. Seems like that could be some kind of nerd reference to Deep Space Nine. Maybe. Maybe. Or am I just reading into things now? Well, that's the point of this whole podcast. There was something about the number 47, which I didn't know about, that I read about for this okay. episode, about how that number appears a lot in sci-fi, uh, and it's become kind of like a running joke, and it appears somewhere in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love nerds. I love nerds, too. We're the best. Yeah, heck yeah, we are. So Galactica jumps, and they're like... Here's a Cylon ship that's been destroyed and there's like a bunch of Vipers that look also kind of destroyed, but there's no bodies around. We can detect that a nuke went off. 
And Adama and Ty are both like, yep, very clear what happened here. And Adama's like, yeah, they completed the mission and then they escaped somewhere else. And Ty's like, no, it seems like maybe they all died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it seems like you're too close to this and (laughs) you don't uh, have a grounding in reality right now. It seems like probably it's exactly where they jumped and that is their ship and everyone died. Yeah. Um, But yeah, also there aren't like bodies so i don't know i don't know what's happening i don't know no one knows what's happening i don't care what's happening when apollo and lampkin are in a room together talking because all my notes say are i hate this guy Uh, i i started making notes of whenever the cat was doing things it's in the bag and it meows here but it doesn't really because it's dead just uh, like it's just like the sixth sense it's just that level of reveal <laughs> and this is one of those scenes where um the show is nodding to the fact that making apollo president is ridiculous but they're still gonna do it so <laughs> they're talking about how Rosalind never seemed like ambitious she's kind of power got handed to her and lampkin's like oh i think she's a study in rep- repressed ambition just like you and how you never seek out a job until it's handed to you. And then you have all these opportunities. Um, they call themselves out for it, but they still do it. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah. Uh, and then meanwhile, Adama is like, okay, well, the Battlestar can jump back, but leave four raptors behind. And they have to search for stuff until they find something. <laughs> and don't come back without my president. Yeah, basically. Basically. Mm-hmm. And Very he's balanced, also requesting that some of the civilian ships be put towards the effort. And then like all of their Tilium reserves are going to the hunt for Rosalind and the quorum. Guess how they feel about it. Not good. Yeah. Agree. That's their job is to feel not, not good. good about stuff. But also no one ever tells them what's going on. And it's they're true. members of the government. So I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, there's this moment where Apollo like kicks the cat bowl over and he's like, do you ever feed that animal? Where is that cat anyway? It's so heavy handed. I just so ridiculous. I went to say something and I realized I just don't have anything to say. There's not, it's nothing. I can't believe he wrote some of the best ones. It's very sad. Well, I still, I mean, it's, it's usually just one or two writers who gets credit for the episode, but it does seem like everyone was in the room deciding like where, yeah, where they the had a retreat. was going to go. They, they talked a lot about the retreat. I think they had a good time. I and think I think you get sometimes handed a dud episode and you have to try to make it work. And sometimes you can't yeah. as a writer. And sometimes as like an, a nobody writer, you get handed a great episode with great plot points mm. and you hit it out of the park. Mm. Uh, Adama talks to Coddle. And they do mention this, which is not something I was thinking about that. Like Rosalind is in the middle of cancer treatment Mm. and it would suck if she would have to stop that because she has been essentially kidnapped by Cylons. Mm. That would be sad for her. Mm. Uh, And it's like, she might feel better actually, but then she's going to get worse. Mm. Uh, But also you think that's interesting news. Boy, has Coddle got some interesting news for you. Mm-hmm. He inspected the Cylon prisoner, and guess what? Dun, dun, dun. And Adama has to knock a few back before this conversation gets a little sauced. 
I think that's necessary. On Apocalypse Whiskey. <sighs> and confronts Ty. And now there's a Cylon, Cylon, full Cylon baby in the works. Uh, and Ty is kind of like, oh, yeah, is this my weakness? Well, what about your weakness? What about your woman? And Adama's like, that's not the same thing. She's the president. I don't know. I don't know. He is putting everybody at risk. He is. For the woman he loves. Yeah, but Ty doesn't love Six. I don't think he does. No. Maybe he does. She asked him, but really Ellen asked him. That's a lot. It's confusing. It's a weird episode. It's a really weird episode. Anyway, instead of like talking about it or deciding what they're going to do or like Ty suffering some sort of like demotion or penalty for his actions, they just have like a fist fight and then they destroy the ship again. I love the (laughs) reemergence of the ship. They're like, we really fucked up and we destroyed this ship. And so, so what are we going to do? We're going to keep destroying Destroy it. it again. And he's just like, and he even nods to it. He's like, oh, just keep breaking this thing. Yeah, I keep having to fix this stupid ship thing. And I'm just <laughs> like, well done for continuing to incorporate that into the show. It's the really <laughs> most expensive broken ship ever. Yep. Well, I guess they own it now. Hey? Yep, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but that's kind of just, they work out their issues through this little fight. and That's like, what men do. They're good now. Which, but it's not usually what men do in this universe, and it seems like a weird moment. It's weird. Um, but also, it seems like a weird moment is the title of this episode. Like they actually are such good actors that I was invested in the scene, but then it just they're like, uh, now we'll just have them punch each other until they're fine. That's I thought that's how you resolve conflict. Oh. We haven't had any yet, but wait, just you wait. <laughs> The fists will be a flying. Mm-hmm. I thought you were editing the episode. Psh, psh, psh. Yeah. Oh, wow. You didn't see Kaylee's punch right then. It's it was very Tara. Scary. Oh, it was very Tara esque. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming? <laughs> Doggy battling? <laughs> uh, there's a sad little shot of Athena humming by herself in the brig. She will hum that song again later when her daughter is returned to her. It is. The same song that Boomer was humming to the this little Cylon ship that she was like petting. Oh, that's and nice. it is a Korean lullaby. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just a little nerdy knowledge Korean? I'm dropping on you. Oh no, possibly. We can look that up later. I, I mean, can look it up right this very second. Actually, she's of Korean heritage. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her parents are Korean. That's nice. I wonder if she brought that to the I think very show. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Little trivia. So uh, Starbuck and Adama have a little m- powwow. That's not a good word. A meetup where there's a lot of words that y- you got to 86 from your vocabulary these days. Pow is one of them. <laughs> Um, they have a little meetup. <laughs> Eighty-six. <laughs> it's such a hospitality I phrase. I love it though. I love it too. I love eighty-six. I love it. But I just don't know if anybody who hasn't worked in the service industry. I, no, I think eighty-six it. is common knowledge. Okay, I'm pretty sure for okay. most people. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of like, hey, if you want my pilots to go and like try to find your president, it's just that they're gonna feel like they're going on a suicide mission. But I'm like, I feel like you owe Adama this. <laughs> 
<laughs> like you're like, hey, I'm gonna take. Yeah, you who was like took like, all of your people and Gate has la- lost his leg yeah. and all this stuff, and she's just like, um, how dare you? Like five minutes Adama. ago, I just brought like fifty percent of the Cylons here, <laughs> and then they stole your president. But I don't want to send my people to look for her. <laughs> I am missing Starbuck being Starbuck, though. Yeah. She's been so, like, bummed out since she got back, which she I guess she'd been through some shit. Maybe she died. Who really knows? <laughs> but she's so, like, gloomy for the past couple of episodes. And then manic occasionally. Occasionally manic. But she's not. I miss that, like, Starbuck humor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've really been missing my girl. <sighs> Hopefully we'll get good Starbuck again. So Lampkin brings some papers for Adama to sign so like they can have a scene and they can say the name of the episode within the episode. Oh my God, I see what they did there. <laughs> uh, it does seem legit like Adama's trying to requisition civilian ships to do military stuff and the captains of those ships are like, can we not be held responsible if you make us do shitty things for the military? Yeah, but what are the repercussions? Apparently nothing except for if you shoot a Cylon. Okay. Um, it makes sense to me though that they're like, you do... It makes sense in the context of a real world, but right. like in this random But world also it's just a justification for, for them to talk to Lampkin and Adama to talk to each other about sine qua non without which not. Without Roslyn, we cannot go on. No. No, we can't though. It's those things we deem essential without which we cannot bear living, without which life in general loses its specific value, becomes abstract. So, Roslyn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's... Then, it, then it, it's Roma Lampkin talking to his fracking cat again. Mm. And he has this whole monologue in the room by himself where he's like, oh, yes, of course. And we went through all these names so we could just find one name. And he goes... <laughs> Yeah, he hisses. <laughs> he hisses. It's weird. And and this and this is just he's too much time with him. Where's D? Where is D? D mm-hmm. could be making many important points about things that are happening in this episode or having her own storyline even. Who it knows? could be great. Uh but yeah, of course Lampkin should have known and we should have known and maybe we did know the name they were looking for from the start. Leland. Leland Adama. Uh, and this is another scene where it's the show calling themselves out on how ridiculous they're being where Lampkin points the gun at Lee. He li- he's like, you should be president, but also I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and his justification cool for this with his cool gun that has like four barrels. I don't know. Gun terminology. Um, it, he's like, you're too hopeful and this fleet doesn't he's deserve just like Obama. Hope. Just like Obama. Just the same. Like, exactly the same. Worked just as hard to get where they are. Do you, was Adama, they, were those names in the original Battlestar? Hmm? Were their names, their name, his name was Adama in the original Battlestar? I think so, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Because if he had just been calling them Adama after Obama the whole time, I don't even know what I'd do. Thankfully, I don't think that's real, but... Okay. You and I have almost said, or slash Obama actually said Obama a lot yep. on this show. Uh, so now we get the big reveal that Roma Lampkin has been hallucinating his 
dead cat still being alive for a while. And he's just been carrying around a bag full of dead cats. What a story. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Feels necessary and important. And I'm glad we spent so much time on it. Me Listen, too. I really liked my cat beer, so it was worth it mm-hmm. for that. Uh, we get Lampkin's whole backstory where he was like picking up the cat. And then he he was like, I could go save my family or I could get back on this shuttle. But also it seemed like he took the cat to a vet on another planet, which seems excessive. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like if you're just traveling on one planet, on one colony, you're on a different kind of spacecraft than if you're going from colony to colony. Or I understood that the vet was, like, in space, which also seems He said the vet was on... I forget which one. It was one of the... It was one of the colonies, but it seemed like they went to a lot of lengths for that cat. Like, I think it was Geminon. Like, Though the best cat guy, you guys go see the guy in Gemini. The guy in Gemini. They're known for their veterinarians. Yes. Veterinarians? Yes. Yes. Uh, I've heard that about Gemini's people. (laughs) Anyway. It was a weird, it's just, it's too much. And my notes just say, I do not care about these men and their issues. Nope. And then my next note is Leland. (laughs) My note is also Leland. At this point. Uh, and please shoot him, like, as we said before. Yeah, I just, all I wrote is, like, for frack's sake, I cannot roll my eyes hard enough as he gets sworn in. And there is a really good transition into the next scene where you hear Ty's voice go, this is a fracking joke. I thought that was great, too. It was really solid editing. It was great editing. So I was like, oh, God, you don't know how much you're right there. But then he's actually talking to about Adama. Adama stepping down and leaving Ty in charge, which did not go very well the last time it happened when nope. Adama was which shot. Ty also does agree. He's like, hey, remember last time how it wasn't good? How it and was then real there's bad? this amazing amazing scene where Adam is behind him that I was talking about before where Adam is behind him saying like you've learned a lot about yourself you know since then and Ty just like making faces at the camera and I love it it's it's like (laughs) ridiculous but it's so good it's like it's yeah it's really funny yeah uh he's he's definitely gonna step down he's not gonna hear any arguments he doesn't care how his chances are of like finding Rosalind and finding his way back to the fleet. He's going to do it. And his one request is give Athena back her daughter in jail. Because put that child in jail. Family. Solid. Like the kid was with whoever was taking care of her for what felt like months when Mm. they were on the Demetrius. I think it was probably like three weeks. We've completely forgot about Hera for a long time. She can't be away from her mom now for like five minutes. She has to be in jail with her mom. Yeah. Because family. I I mean, I think he did it for Athena. But it's not acceptable to have a child in the brig. I'm sorry. You know, it's no wonder that Hera is so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Maybe. Uh, so guess who's back? Back again. Jake is back. Tell a friend. Yeah. So actually, Ronald D. Moore talked about this on his podcast because the, the, everyone was really into Jake the dog on the boards. Mm-hmm. 
and there was like fan art and like stories about Jake and everyone was like, where's Jake? What happened to Jake? And finally, begrudgingly, because Ronald D. Moore doesn't seem like he's so into it. He was like, we, we promised that if we found a way or like he promised someone like a producer or something, that if they found a way to bring back Jake, the dog that they would, because people loved Jake and this was the perfect opportunity to bring Jake back. Which like, yeah, yes. And like my roller coaster of emotions was like, Oh my God, somebody saved Jake. Jake's alive. I'm going to cry. And I was like, no, don't give Jake to Lampkin. Don't give Jake to Lampkin. He's bad. He killed the cat. I think he killed the cat. Please don't give Jake to Lampkin. <laughs> well maybe the cat had cancer and died we don't know that cat maybe was old or just stressed out for being in the space apocalypse as a cat yeah but still i think there are people in the fleet who will do a better job taking care of jake it's I not agree. about getting a pet to make you feel better about yourself or to bring like yeah it's about yeah you have to take good care of the dog and mm. i don't think he's going to take good care of jake i don't trust him mm. Also, where do dogs poop in space? Maybe he can use a toilet like some dogs can. That's a smart fucking dog. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's the same as here where they just poop wherever they want and people pick up after them. Or don't. Or don't. Sometimes. Those people suck. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I guess you just walk your dog through the hallway with a little poop bag. Yep. Pick it up, (laughs) throw it in the trash. (laughs) Maybe you can teach a dog to use a litter box. I don't know. Maybe there's space apocalypse litter. <laughs> so Adama's big plan is he's going to wait alone in a raptor, I guess, to see if Rosalind jumps back or maybe he's going to try to find her. But it seemed like he was just going to sit there and wait for her. How nice, though, would it be for a minute to just be alone for for a while? There, just with a good book and yep. silence. And silence. After all that you've been through. <laughs> just and be like, anytime anyone's oh. had a problem over the last like three years, it's like, Adama, what do we do? Every moment of every day. <laughs> and you're just like, and you know, I do honestly believe that Adama would genuinely just like love his company, his own company. He'd just be like, I'm just going to sit here and hang out with myself. I bet Maybe. he smuggled a few bottles of scotch onto that ship. Yeah, I think the scotch will help him have a better time. I feel like Adama would have a hard time sitting with himself and listening to his own thoughts. You think so? I do. I think he's a conflicted hmm. man at heart. I don't know. I think he does not want to self-reflect. Well, he's probably going to self-reflect. You know, I think um, he's going to finish that book finally is what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh, no, he won't finish it without Rosalind. He might. He might not. If she takes a long time. I mean, I I feel like I, I just don't. I, I hope he bought more than one book. I think that was the only book. He seems to have a lot of books. True. What would you pack? What book? Oh, I don't know. Uh, my favorite book for a long time has been Everything is Illuminated. That's one I keep going back to a lot. It's mm-hmm. really beautiful. I've read it. Yeah. It's by Jonathan Safran Foyer, right? It is. And I feel like everyone's kind of over him, but I still really like that book. Um, I don't know. I'd bring some new books too, though. What, a new what, book is such a risk. It is a risk. Um, it's hard because I would definitely bring Harry Potter because I never get sick of reading Harry Potter, but there are seven of them. And so I would want to bring the series, mm-hmm. but if you could only bring one, I'm not sure which one I would bring. Oh. Maybe six or seven because they're longer and really good. But I always really loved, number three was the first book that I really, really loved of them. 
Um, I, I think I would bring six or seven because number five, he's like very angsty. What are you laughing at? Just you. Just me? Just being like, Just which you being like, which Harry, Harry Potter, Potter book for the space apocalypse? Well, it's yeah. very important. The seven's good because like it kind of wraps everything up, but it's, I feel like I really like six. Mm. I would also like to know which Harry Potter book our listeners would bring to the space apocalypse because I'm reasonably sure that they are all fans. And also, has everybody been playing the Harry Potter game? Because I have. I started playing it more after. We you 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 opened it in the car and I was like, oh yeah, this game. Yeah, I I feel like I'm a full grown woman running around town playing Harry Potter. I still don't fully understand the point of it, but I'm gonna keep playing until to I do. Keep getting levels up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Finding either. stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Just keep leveling up. I mean, it's the same as Pokemon. We're just catching things. Uh, but if you are a Harry Potter game person and you want to be our friends, let us know. We'll send you our numbers. Hey, yeah. We can be friends. Definitely. I still don't know what the point of friends on the Harry Potter game is, but I yeah, I don't one. know what having friends gets you on there. But, but we can be them. We which can house definitely do you be choose? Them. Oh, or Raven- which house are you? Ravenclaw. Oh, you are a Ravenclaw. Yeah. We've discussed this. 100%. This is a very Ravenclaw heavy podcast. It because is. Melly is also a Ravenclaw. I feel like and me. Who else would, would be make like, a Battlestar Galactica yeah, podcast? I want to sit correct. down with this nerd content and <laughs> analyze it until it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it would only be a Ravenclaw. You're right. You're very right. Yeah. Anyway, other than that, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I reread that many books other than Harry Potter. I reread I Harry re-read Potter a lot. lot. I read this book a lot when I was younger, which was like actually by a guy from South Australia called The Last Wizard, and I really like that. Um, Mine that I reread from childhood a lot was The Giver. I haven't read that. Oh, that book was like that was the book that made me fall in love with books. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. We had so many books around when I'm younger. I just don't even know when I I it was never like it was just a fact of my life. Like, and we just used to sit in the living room and read. Like my parents used. To, I think I told you this. They used to like you know how some parents ban TV. Well, we weren't really allowed to watch TV, so sometimes they would ban books. <laughs> it's like there's parents like trying like killing themselves trying to get their kids to read and my parents are there like nope (laughs) you misbehaved i am taking away your books for a a few days yeah and i used to stay up at night like a rebel and trying to read in the light from the hallway (laughs) like this is my rebellion too much reading too much reading Mm. but i can't think of like other books that i regularly reread well, let's get back to Adama then. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of jumped a little bit. He does say before he goes out on his mission that he can't live without her. It's so beautiful. I just have Adama with hearts all around it. Take us back to the name it. of the episode. Yeah. And then it's it like Starbucks shows up and they it's like his whole kids bit. seeing him off. Yeah. And, um, he's wearing a flight suit. I love him And he in a calls himself suit. Husker. I know. It's so good. Galactica, this is Husker. Yep. Uh, I love him. Uh, yeah, and then the fleet jumps away, and it's just him, and, and it's it like, pans out. It so pans nice. out, and like the music is doing this thing where it's like heavy drumming, and then I feel like they keep like losing a set of drums. So then by the end, it's just like, Dum. yeah, Dum. it's really, well it's done. really, yeah. the The music in these episodes has been Amazing. fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. We did it. We did. Counts. 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 Cracks. 
Five from Ty, one from Racetrack, four from Madama. That's ten. Yes. Uh, counting, 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 counting. <laughs> Cylons, we've... One frack. Ha, ha. <laughs> we've got a pretty Cylon light episode, actually, all things considered. Uh, it's just, it's Ty, Natalie, Athena, Caprica 6, and Hera. I think that's it for this episode. Ah. Yeah. Speaking of count um, from Sesame Street, do you know the, because I was making the count noises. I don't know if you know this, but it's a really weird like vampire law thing that exists for some reason that like vampires can't deal with like a lot of things being thrown on the floor because they have to count them as they pick them up. It's like a really bizarre, random what? vampire law thing. No, but like originating from where? <laughs> it's I don't remember which country. I'll look it up. But it's really bizarre. Like, it's like vampires are OCD? Basically, yeah. And that's why like people used to throw stuff around. It's just like one particular law or culture. And then they're like, I, I think it's like, is that why they, it's Count Dracula? But I don't think it, it is. I think it's because it's Count. No, it's not. I swear. I mean, everything about vampires is made exactly. up. Exactly. This sounds like no, no, no. I've heard a it. thing someone made up. No, 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 no. I've heard it on several different vampire podcasts because you know I listen to a lot. To take notes for when we do our vampire podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> our vampire podcast will obviously be the best. <laughs> I still have Bloody Ripper. It's the perfect vampire podcast name. It's a good name. Because it's also Australian. But because um, we say that as like Bloody Ripper, mate. That's a great expression. It is. We have a lot of those. You know my favorite one. What? Well, we didn't come here to fuck spiders. <laughs> it's a legit Australian expression. That's the most Australian thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in the context of like, or it's like, well, we're not here to. I like, think I said it wrong. It's like, it's like the bartender would be like, oh, would you like a drink? And the response would be, well, I'm not here to fuck spiders. And that would be legit. Like, it's just like an ab- absurd thing. That's um, my favorite thing I've ever heard. Isn't it great? It's I never use it and I feel like I should use it more. But I don't know how well it would go down. Given that sometimes people don't even understand me when I say beer. I think you should try it anyway. Just yeah. try it out. Um, look, I might. I, I do use I think I'm going to go to the bar and say... It- well, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> it sounds so weird with an American accent. <laughs> I, I hit the R's really hard just for you. Oh, thanks. Apparently, I've started doing that too. I hear it sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would be interested, actually. I feel like this podcast is like... Oh, it's like a, a record. Of my life for yeah. the last two years. And it's been so crazy. You should go back and listen to your episodes with Melia and see if you sound different. I would sound more Australian because I would be reflecting yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, just, you just get down that. And Melia, oh, she has a bit more of an Australian accent than me, I think. Um, she's Victorian. So, um, yeah, uh, I might. But even just generally, like, my life. Like, I feel like this is just a documentation of my journey <laughs> through Battlestar Galactica. Battle Galactica. Um, and on that note, we're finished, right? Let's, let's sign off. Yeah. That's an episode. Woo. Let's go watch the next one. Woo. Sometimes you have to do.